0: Hello, everyone, and welcome to episode 70 of the Flux to Pose podcast, delivering to you a delicious slice of geek culture in weekly audio format. I am your host, Jason Lacey, joined this week and almost every week by the <laughs> illustrious, the indisputable champion of the world, Lucas Rose. That's me. Yeah, I didn't want to go, and then I was like, yep, we're going to one again. It's
1: happening. You never know when that's just gonna, you know, run. The runner of but... the eulogy, <laughs> Rose. The people's champion, or whatever the hell it was. Oh, yeah.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: <laughs> oh, on the docket today, we will address the elephant in the room. What you playing? The news according to us an overclocked remix, Netflix station, and even some community grab bag.
1: How oh, about damn. That? I feel like it's a special treat when there's a community grab bag. How is was about so. that? You've got, uh, you've got some splenning to yeah, do. Yeah, why don't we start right off with that, shall we? Since yes. I,
0: I left everyone, I'd like to think I left everyone wanting a little bit more in their podcast I've, last I've, week.
1: They were hanging from a cliff, if I do say so. They were probably Are saying,
0: to, I was kind of like, I wanted to put the, the, reader, the listeners in a spot where they'd be like, hold me now. I'm six feet from the edge, and I'm thinking, oh. <laughs> maybe six feet ain't so far down. It's true. You know? It's not
1: much of a drop, really. But <laughs> uh,
0: No, so yes, I had, um, last week, I put in my two weeks. I, my current um, employer, I had a, a dentist appointment on, uh, well, it would have been Two weeks ago, this uh, today, two weeks ago today, and um, my friends, it's actually the office where my brother works, was started by a couple of former two of the guys I used to live with, two former uh, roommates, co workers. Yeah, yeah, and you know, we're friends too, we don't get together that often, but you know, we're I would consider them my friends, so um, I wanted to see their new office, and I had lunch with uh, with Dan, the guy who uh, started the place. Shameless plug, he also has a cool website if you want to buy socks called (laughs) boldsocks.com. He actually sold off his stake of the company. He's just a board member now, but um, he sold off his investment side of things. But they sell some elaborate socks if you're into that thing. (laughs) Anywho, um, we, we met for lunch, and I had just joked about it with him. Well, we've we've joked on enough about it for years. They you know they've been in business now uh, about two and a half years. But I'd sent him an email just joking nonchalant, as I mentioned already. Um, I was like, yeah, Dan, uh, you know, I like my job offers to have like uh, at least five zeros in them. So <laughs> <laughs> nice. And, and uh, you know, he's like, okay. And uh, yeah, we went out to lunch, and then sure enough, you know, halfway through the meal, he slides this piece of paper over to me with a number on it and everything else I was like oh holy shit um so we had we had talked about that and uh yeah I I just completely caught me off guard and as you know we kept as the day went on and texting whatever that starting offer number just kept getting bigger and bigger I was like oh all right I like this um because that was the biggest thing for me it was it you know it's not it's not about the money but it was about um a lot of things you know um Where I'm at right now is a great place to work at and they took, you know, they they provided all of our insurance and things like that for us. And so it's like trying to consider, okay, how much money, you know, translating, you know, obviously anytime you switch jobs you want it to be you typically you want to make more money. So trying to say, Okay, what's gonna be a nice raise for myself, but then also what's to absorb this cost of healthcare I'm gonna have to take on since, you know, this is America and our Healthcare national healthcare system is a
1: mess. Well, and you uh, were telling me you didn't have a lot of room to grow, and at at your current it, ex- spot exactly, right and now.
0: That, and that's really what it came down to is you know I got the I got the money to where I felt comfortable making this, and then yeah, that was what it came down to. Like in the department I'm at right now, and the way that it's structured, there isn't really anywhere for you to go. You know, there I I just a bit, ultimately came out and said you know three years from now. I would probably be doing the same thing I'm doing now, but I'd be making like 9% more because
2: mm-hmm.
0: that's how it's structured there. And you know, you have it after a year, whenever your start date, you have a year in review with your manager, do that rip and roar. And then, yeah, you get like a 3% raise, which is great to have that structure, but it's also like, Oh, you know, it's kind of disheartening can, in a way because you you know, yeah. that's all you're going to get in three years time, you know, in a year's time. Exactly. Um, So, you know, I evaluated that and, you know, where I want to be in life and what, you know, Justin and I have going on. And, you know, the more and more people I talked to, the more people said, you know, if this is the time while you're still young is to take things like that, you know. Because the older you get and the more responses you have, you know, especially once you have kids and things like that, you're going to be a little slightly to take those risks. So I was like, you know what? Yeah. So I will be going back into logistics, which is what I had done prior to this, my job at Adtegrity. um, I'd done it for five years, and I was more on the the customer side, so I would handle um, national customer accounts, take all their orders, get those into the system, schedule pickups and deliveries for those. And With our side of logistics, we were dealing with um, freight shipments um, by, you know, truckloads by semi across the country, so we would actually, we would, we're a third party, and we would deal with, we would get orders from the customer, and we would actually I guess, I will, for lack of a better word, I'll say contract out um, trucking companies to get those shipments picked up and delivered. Mm-hmm. We're like a third party in between that, and that's what this new company does now as well. But uh, I sure as hell didn't want to <laughs> do the same thing I was doing now because I was working. I was working a lot of hours. I'd be stressed out when stuff wouldn't get uh, when orders would get missed. I would be dealing a lot of stuff after hours. It was just it was not fun. So. um my new job is all on the back end. I mean, I will be assisting a little bit in the day to day operations just because there's only, there's only, I'll be the 12th employee, so we're relatively small. So, they, I mean, they will need that help uh, when it gets busy in ops as a backup, but I will be on the admin side of things. Basically, everything that my, our CEO, which is my friend Dan, uh, wants office plate, I'm going to take. So, I'll probably be involved in HR stuff, um, payroll, office admin, um, just a lot of stuff like that. So it just it's a really good opportunity for me which I can grow with and I can help grow and build the company and help set up policies and uh I mean it- thinking about a little bit it's a little overwhelming but it's it's a really good opportunity and i'm excited for the new challenge so as of as of tomorrow uh tuesday the 30th will be my last day at integrity i will be unemployed well technically i will be employed but i'm not working so i'd just like to say i'm unemployed on wednesday (laughs) and i'll actually start there at uh, the new job on thursday
1: now how much euro truck simulator experience do you need to work there
0: uh you will not need any cuz my brother works there and he's not
1: played your <laughs> truck simulator so Oh okay. Damn it. I was kind of hoping that might get. <laughs> I I would have a leg up if I ever applied. Uh, uh, yeah. Maybe. That's okay. Maybe I I I maybe they'll make a um the logistics simulator side of things where you don't oh, That'd <laughs> Just... be a terrible terrible
0: experience for hey, everyone seen... involved.
1: I'm pretty sure I've seen someone play construction simulator or uh, farmland, like farming simulator 2015. So uh, (laughs) I wouldn't put it past it. Yeah. Airport tycoon.
2: Yeah, right.
0: Now it's just all the sad part of the job, though, because I've I've never left. I've I've only had like two grown up people jobs as my second one, you know, and like the first one I was burned out and sick of. So it was like leaving. It was a great thing, but you know, this yeah. is the first time I've left a job I've been, you know, happy with like today, we, my department took me out like my, at the last job when people left, it was like, get them out the door. You don't celebrate. You don't really thank them for being there. This, this company is completely different. And um, yeah, like they don't my begrudge
1: depart- you for leaving. Exactly. <laughs>
0: uh, my department took me out to lunch today at like a hibachi uh, grill type thing. They had a cake. There for me as well. That said, you're dead wow. to us.
1: <laughs> uh, That's awesome.
0: <laughs> everyone had signed a going away card, and then um, everyone, like I, I met with our HR guy today, and he was really open to. And he said, you know, if I have any questions about things or whatever want to meet for lunch, something like that, his, you know, just contact him. Because um, there were some guys that had worked a guy that had was his last week was my first week on the job. And he had actually left and started a company with his friend, uh, some of his friends and stuff too. Started their own business, and like um, my HR, HR guy basically helped them get their own employee handbook and things like that set up. So it was really cool that they're you know willing to be a resource like that, and it's just like wow, you know, this is why you don't burn bridges because you know things like this happen. So yeah, it's just been a, a great company, and it, it, tomorrow will be a sad day because you know it's I'm, it's not like I'm really I'm not. Close to any of my coworkers now. I mean, I have a couple that I'm good friends with, and then you know, we, there's a few of us that actually, you know, we play Smash Brothers on a, a daily basis. But yeah, it's just it's going to be you know a little
1: melancholy tomorrow. It's okay. You'll you'll uh, you have thing you have something to look forward to, and like you said, you're not burning bridges. They're they're being amicable about it, and uh, I think that always helps. So yeah, yep so that's uh that's what's going on this week, so nice,
0: nothing like a little fun before the holidays, you know yeah, no kidding anything
1: uh anything a little
0: weird or crazy you want to get into, or we should we just uh move forward with the show
1: um nothing weird and crazy, really Oh uh, uh, I mean
0: want uh, to mention you know you've been you guys have been working on a shoot this past
1: yeah this past uh, week we've been um working on a, a a documentary that is um we're actually producing it ourselves through True True Myth Media and um so mike's kind of producing directing and uh it's about a woman uh uh here locally in Michigan who is struggling with uh, multiple sclerosis and uh she was afflicted by it fairly young and so she um um when she was married, and when it first kind of started progressing uh her husband would take care of her but um once it kind of progressed to the point where she needed some serious like medical care and and whatnot, um mm-hmm. you know things kinda kind of came to a boil so um now you know there's not really a place for younger younger ish people. Uh, you know, below 40 years old to go when they need um, kind of that that um, day-to-day care, like, um, you know, uh, assisted living. That's what I'm trying Here to you say. Go. There you um, w- there's there's uh, assisted living for the elderly and stuff like that, but when you're a younger person, there's nowhere really to go, and you're also often dealing with people who have like dementia and stuff like that. So it's really hard to, um, to kind of be social in in those settings. So um, the documentary is, is about this woman and her, her past and how MS has kind of affected her life, but it's also um, kind of a shout out to, to raise awareness to, to um, that kind of, that kind of thing. And um, maybe one day be able to make a, um, a place for for people who are for the younger generations who are afflicted by by those um those uh types of diseases so yeah so we we uh we had five shooting days, and uh we have uh five more I think in July, so it'll be a while yet before the the final product is now, is
0: completed. How will this be released
1: um we're not quite sure yet, but I do know um around here there's a there's a kind of a public access channel called um WKTV and uh they were gracious enough to to lend us some of their equipment equipment that we wouldn't really we would have to pay for otherwise or wouldn't really have access to and um they only ask because they're always looking for new content that uh they basically are are given our final product for free in exchange for the equipment so They take that very seriously, too, because when we brought in the equipment, they asked us how soon the the product would be done and everything like that. So I know that they're they basically are expecting that content at some point and probably keep you. It's not like, oh, if they never get it done or if we never hear back from them, it's fine, I guess, or or whatever. So they kind of keep you keep you on the radar about that. And Mm -hmm. uh, so other than that, it's tied in with a book as well called um i think it's called i can i did and it's very i'm um, the story and the the goal of the book is kind of similar um so with them the the story rights are kind of held by the author a bit of the book and so it's we're going to kind of feel it out i think they've already talked about it but that's the kind of stuff that i'm not really involved in necessarily that's all like pre-production stuff and mm-hmm. and uh i think we're just kind of waiting to see um, what the final product will be because it's kind of, it's, it's difficult because um she can't really speak very clearly or anything because it's a, it's a struggle for her. So t- we weren't even sure if, you know, how this was going to work necessarily, but uh, I, we think it's important to show, you know, that, that she is having a struggle, you know what I mean? As, is brutally honest as it, as it is, um, you know that's that's kind of like well we'll see what we can do we'll see what we get at the end of this thing and after having shot for 5 days i'm i'm feeling pretty positive about it like i told you it sure as hell beats working on someone else's project that you have no control over and you're just setting up tables and guarding doors so so it's 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 a fun time you know so right. it's good to be involved in something that you're you can be passionate about so so that was so after being on that damn vacuum commercial and then <laughs> on this which yeah. thankfully wasn't too bad um you know it, it's been kind of a, i actually um somebody had texted me from the the vacuum commercial and said hey uh i have someone who might need some help on a, another gig would you be available early this week and my wife's gone to to Lansing to be a part of a um uh, I'm not quite sure what she's doing, but something with a <laughs> special special education, um, like focus group, something or other. I I I don't know. It's like me trying to explain film to her. The stuff that she does is over my head. So, um, I was like, you know, I can't because uh, I got the dog here and I got to take care of take care of him, and somebody's got to be here to watch him. So didn't quite work out, but I'm yeah, I, first, I, I, first and
0: last offer right there.
1: Yeah, exactly. It really does feel that oh, way. Lucas, um, he,
0: he's always can't be busy. He's always, always canceling always and everything. Ugh. Yeah,
1: yeah that, it does feel that way sometimes. And some people probably do take it that way. But uh, you try to be as polite and as possible and say, hey, thanks for the I know I don't know you, but <laughs> thanks for considering me. But uh, right you know, I, I gave her another suggestion. I hate to just say, Hey, I can't do it. So it's like I know somebody else who'd be willing to do it. So at least mm-hmm. I'm helpful in some way, you know, yeah. instead of just being like, Can't do it. Good luck. Loser. So I'm enjoying my days off now. I'm free for a little while at least. So um but yeah. Speaking of days off, uh I have to ask you a question because I know that during those days off for me anyway, I had, um, tried to finally get in on some of the, the crap that I missed, uh, yeah. over the last week. So, uh, I know I squeezed in some what you play stuff, but I want to hear about your, what you play in
0: oh. before that. All right. All right. So yeah, this week, um, I didn't really play a whole lot. um, aside from a couple i think i only played maybe two or three sessions at dirty bomb it was kind of like a thing where i'd get in the mood there's a couple times i get down here on the pc and I'd be like ah oh, nothing like sounds you know that whole nothing really sounds good or i yep. check my or i'll check my friends list my steam list on my phone if i don't see anybody's on then i don't even bother coming <laughs> You're down like, here like why bother yeah and a couple times i was like oh maybe you know I'll, it'd be cool if i start streaming like maybe i'll start streaming some of my backlog but then i was like i don't have cuz like when i was playing dark forces and stuff it's fun when people actually would, you don't jump in and hang out and participate, kind of interact with you and stuff like that. But I just couldn't, like, I know that the, I want to finish Wolfenstein first. I just it wasn't in the meat before I, you know, do anything else in the backlog. And I just wasn't in the mood for that. So I, I mean, I did play Dirty Bomb a couple times. And then I started playing uh, the single player portion more of Splatoon. And I'm on mm. the, I'm in the last, uh, there's like the last section of six levels. And I'll have the final boss, I believe. And then I'll have that actually finished. Um, because since I've played it, I think they've released um, like a couple more maps, a bunch of weapons. Um, mm-hmm. That's only in the online portion, but uh, yeah. exactly I was I wanted to jump in the online portion, but you know, start playing that, but I hadn't played it in a while, so I was like, oh, let's just stick to single player and get you know reacquainted with the the gamepad controls and yeah. So, yeah, so, so I played a little sense. bit of that. and I'm looking forward to finish that. But uh, Justin, I actually watched quite a few movies last week because um, I, I had texted you throughout the week. And we we had. We watched uh we had started and then we had finished Gone Girl. Yep. Um Wow, that's that's a trip. If you guys haven't watched that, I definitely uh definitely recommend it. It is on what, it's like what two and a half? Two and a half, like two hours At and 20
1: two minutes. Two hours and forty five minutes, I oh, wanna say. A, it's pretty long. It,
0: it's longs, but it's uh yeah, it's a, <laughs> it's it's a messed up movie, but it's good. Two hours um, and twenty nine minutes. Twenty nine, okay. So I, I definitely recommend that. Um and then onto the Netflix side of things. Oh, I will say I've been plowing through uh Silicon Valley. I'm past I'm halfway through the second oh, season. Oh yeah,
2: yeah. I uh, forgot so you were good. Talking about so that. good.
0: I'm really glad I, I decided to jump in. It's freaking funny. It gets a lot better once uh once you get past that. I know that first episode in this first season was kinda rocky for me, but yeah. Once you get kinda get used to the carriage, I think it's so it's so funny. Um so we had started off with uh we wa- did we watch this one first or this other one? I think we watched this first, um Cake. Was, uh, yeah,
1: I've seen that on my, on yeah, my like Netflix. Jennifer
0: Aniston, and I remember um, just being upset because she wasn't even nominated for an award for her performance. And I have to say, I'm glad I watched this because if you kind of look back at like all the the rom com she's in, and she kind of she's kind of in typecast in a way. She's always playing like the same the same character in a lot of these. Yeah, yeah. And this is like if you've only seen her in those type of roles, I like, I have to recommend her wat- you watching this because it's freaking. Remarkable. Um, she plays uh, a character that uh, was in uh, a car accident before the movie takes place, and now she's dealing with she has chronic pain because of the injuries, and because of that, that's led to issues with her, you know, her marriage, um, her interactions with other people, um, her views on life, and things like that. So she meets uh, the show of kind of. <sighs> Chronicles like how her meeting uh, someone that from that's related to the support group she's in, and kind of her turning her around the path that she's on. I guess I'd say. I mean, we we're expecting it to be really depressing of a film, but it really wasn't wasn't didn't feel that way. And like there are, there are some comedic moments and some you know laugh out loud funny moments, um, but it's not like you know it's not going to be this happy go lucky film. So don't don't expect that. But it, it was really really well. Well written. Um, I mean, I really enjoyed her performance her performance and that. And then we had watched uh, All Good Things with uh, Mr. Ryan Gosling, uh, Ryan Gosling and uh, Kirsten Dunst. Oh yeah, uh, that's
1: the one where he's laying in the bed. Yeah, because I've always seen that and you know pop up on Netflix yeah, as well. And yeah. this
0: was uh, this was a little harder to get through. It was kind of until we got through. The, I mean, once we watched it, and it was like, oh, it's one of those things. Like as soon as you watch it, we Google everything i wasn't familiar with um what it was about prior like we didn't, i didn't research anything or read up on it you know we just watched it and it started it was kind of a slow burn it's just kind of like ah, da, da, da. but it's about um it's a pretty i don't know kind of loose uh interpretation kind of there's a lot of fictional elements in here but it's about uh the life of uh, robert durst who you might uh who's who's come into uh, a lot of uh news recently because um well he's a uh, his family was very uh, wealthy real estate icons in new york and then he's been a person of interest in a bunch of murders over the okay. years and um most recently he actually was is a six part uh miniseries that aired on hbo um, about him called the Jinx, and you know, they were actually you know interviewing him, and these the filmmakers from that actually because of the questions and things they answered and something at one point that happened during the show the shoot when he was inter- being interviewed they took a break and he went into the bathroom and still had his uh, microphone on because he he through the research I was doing after this I think he he's been when he was a child he was diagnosed as having something part schizophrenia and like some other some other thing and so like he has a habit he just kind of mumbles and talks to himself mm-hmm. and he was in the bathroom and basically admitted to like you know he did kill all these people <laughs> and um, yeah so now he's actually been arrested um, for the murder of, uh, of someone I don't want to in case people are interested I don't want to say too much but he's actually been he's been arrested for the murder of one of these people he's always been assumed to have been involved with the, their death mm-hmm. and it's just crazy because like when this this movie was in 2010 so when it end when it's done you know you find out that you know he's just living life still and it's just like what i mean wow um so i don't know it, it was kind of a more difficult watch just because it was kind of dragged in, in quite a few spots but uh mm-hmm. it's just it was interesting though all the same so you know it talks about how he you know finds his his wife and his dad wants him to do the family business he doesn't want to and then he eventually does get wrapped up into it and then how his life just kind of goes kind of weird kind of crazy
1: oh it's funny that you mentioned that because uh when we were on set one of the guys that we work with was talking about it actually too so oh now, now i definitely should check it out cuz that's uh too uh Two uh, suggestions. Yeah. Now, so.
0: And I, uh, I read all my Star Wars comics, and I started reading Game of Thrones again.
1: What book are you on?
0: Uh, I am still in A Feast for Crows. Ah, yes. It, it, took, it was, took me forever just to get, find where I left off, though, because when I, I was reading it on my Nook tablet, and the bookmarks, and I don't think I had it bookmarked when I had stopped reading, so mm-hmm. there wasn't any way to sync it to my Nook account. So I just had to go chapter by chapter and find out what I remember not reading, which is difficult because some of the stuff that's in that book was also in the most recent season. So I was like, do I remember reading that or is it just because I watched that? (laughs) Yeah, I could see how that would be difficult. Yeah. So that's my week, man.
1: Nice. Well, um, I talked about how uh, our friend Russ uh, had gifted me seven days to die during the steam summer sale. And uh, I had a chance to kind of check it out with him because uh, I kind of wanted to wait just so he could show me the ropes, and uh, so I just kind of started up, started it up to make sure it ran, and then uh, we finally played together uh, quite, quite a bit actually over this last week. If you're not familiar with the game, it's basically Rust meets Minecraft meets. Daisy, so it's, so it's a, one of
0: the the vein of the survival, crafting, build stuff, kill stuff, don't die stuff.
1: Yeah, stuff. exactly. Um, it's a little less Daisy. You're not you're not really. Um, it's not like much of a tactical shooter or anything like that with zombies in it. It's more um, more Rust if you're familiar with that game. I know you are, Jason. Where yep. the the ba- the the um, the battle system is kind of clunky. Um, so it's uh they they're they're still working things out it's like pre alpha or alpha or something like that um so there's things in it where like <laughs> you can you can craft spikes to put down on the ground near the base that you're building and uh unfortunately it's really difficult to tell where the like where you would get hit by those spikes are so a lot of times i'll walk o- walk too close to them and get um get hurt by the the spikes that I put down in defense of my home and instead I'm dying on them. Um, You can, you can like, if you fall from a a great height, you'll um, break your legs or something or, or sprain your ankle or whatever. And uh, if you run too quickly, like you can mine in this game. So if you run too quickly down your, your cavern or the caverns that you've made the mines, um, you'll, end up hurting yourself that way too so there's little things like that that they need to work on i think but overall it's pretty fun um they call it seven days to die because like day seven it'll keep track of the days for you um day seven is when the shit hits the fan so you'll have like zombie hordes come in that uh that are attempting to basically get to you as as um as much so what happens
0: after day seven
1: it still continues. I don't know if it gets harder and harder or if it's just random at that point or, or like how that, that part of it works. But it, but you always know that you have like seven days to prepare. Well, six, seven days, six nights or whatever to prepare. And until the onslaught really, really happens. And, um, I mean there's there's quite a few zombies they 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 walk during the day but they run at night so they're very difficult to hit at night
2: huh, okay. and
1: uh and uh if you don't if you're not prepared for that if you haven't been uh you have to strike a balance between crafting things building your your fortress or whatever and also going out and looting things so um it's pretty fun it, I I can't imagine like I know Russ has played it a lot by himself and that would be okay, but kinda like Rust, you don't you don't really want to play it by yourself. It's funner when you have other people to more fun, excuse me, um, to play with other people. So uh we're playing on a private ser- server so we don't just constantly die all the time because some a hole is running around with the best gun in the game shooting people because he has nothing better to do. So um it's pretty fun. Uh if you're into like Minecraft, but with uh a little extra challenge then it's uh it's definitely interesting to uh to check out so but it, again it is pre-alpha so not everything works right as intended um and then b- i had been playing uh a- this game before for weeks now really but i just wanted to get a little bit farther into it before or further before i started talking about it just in case i picked it up played a couple hours of it and then, like, set it aside. But uh, Sleeping Dogs um, came oh, out, yeah. I think, 2012 or 13, something like that. Um, that's the kind of GTA clone that's based in Hong Kong, I believe. And um, it's about an undercover cop who's trying to um, kind of break into the the um, triad group known as um, the Red Poles, I think it is. It's like a, it's like a. I, I think I, if I understand it correctly, there are more than one like triad group. Um, like there's the the 18K in that game, then there's the Red Poles, uh, or the no the on Yi. I don't know. It, it gets a little confusing. Um, but yeah. it's actually a pretty solid game as far as the story goes. It's really interesting because he he's he kind of knows some of these people from uh, he he grew up in Hong Kong and then moved to the United States a little bit for a little bit and then uh, came back to Hong Kong. So he knows some of these people from childhood and um, his it's, it's the pretty typical, like how far undercover will he go? And is he really undercover cop? Like which side is he on? But uh, it's done well, it's done very well. And I, I really like it, especially since it's kind of more of a, more of uh the type of, the type of culture that I don't really see that often. Like it's one thing to play Grand Theft Auto and see like the mafia or something like that. Cause that's, that's been done a lot. And I mean, you can see that movies, books, television, whatever, but here the culture is quite different. It's, it's very respect driven and, um, and stuff like that. So it's, it's pretty cool to see it inside of a, a different context for the, the drug or the drug, the um, um, criminal, element of everything. Um the only thing that I don't like about this game is the damn driving physics, dude. Like it's so bad uh it there's something about like the way that the the motorcycles and the cars they're they're plenty fast. They they do okay when you're just trying to navigate traffic, but when you're trying to make like a 90 degree turn, the brakes don't really work the way you you feel like they would. You don't really slide so much as just kind of break in a straight line and then you can turn I don't know it's really hard to describe but if you've ever played the game then you would know what I'm talking about so it's kind of one of those things you need to to experience to be able to to uh, comment on I guess but I would still recommend it it's it's good it's the um it's the upgraded version because it's on PC so if you played it on Xbox or anything like that it's not the definitive version or whatever uh, but it, it uh-huh. still looks good for being uh fairly old so Working my way through that about halfway through, maybe a little bit more. And then, uh, on the television or movie side of things, I didn't really watch too many movies, but, um, my wife and I have been working our way up through the first season of game of Thrones and have finally finished, uh, season five of game of Thrones. So
0: like that ending
1: let's, uh, yeah, here, if you haven't watched it, this is your spoiler warning. So, uh, be warned skip ahead you want
0: it to be ruined for you
1: yes exactly dude i was totally not expecting that ending um yeah man there there's some parts that i kind of felt were a little drawn out but yeah for the watch and that actually upset me because i'm like no it's for you because you don't you guys don't agree with what he's what Jon snow is doing but uh after all that shit, he goes through to come back and just be betrayed by his by the people that he was pretty much good to, and and um, I mean, what's that one guy that he named um, first ranger? Like, uh, I can never yeah, remember his I, name. I can't remember but, his
0: name, but he, I mean, he didn't he didn't like him
1: from the start. So. Yeah, and he, I mean, I would have thought he'd at least respect him for the for the fact that you know he was willing to set aside his grudge with him to actually do probably the smart thing as far as experience is concerned. Um, but yeah, that was, that was crazy. I was not, because I always thought of Jon Snow as like the one thread line that would probably continue throughout the entire show. You know what I mean? Like I kind of expected a lot of the, the other things to happen. Um, yeah, or at yeah. least I figured, you know, you can't have all these characters add more and then not have anyone die. But Jon Snow, I thought was the one that would stay throughout and maybe Arya too. Um, so, yeah, I'm anxious to see what happens with Sansa and uh, Theon Greyjoy because uh, Dinat thinks they killed themselves. But I, I think that they knew that because they're from there and they've they've experienced some, some winters there. They knew that that particular area built up a lot of snow or something, so they would be okay if they jumped from that height. Um, but who who's to say? And then, of course, you have the Queen Cersei her walk of shame, which uh, that
0: was tough to watch.
1: I felt that that was, um, I felt that that was a little bit longer than it needed to be. I do understand that they were trying to, I mean, they did a good job of alluding to how long it was because she kept looking at the, uh, the red keep. And I mean, you could clearly see that she had a long way to go. And it, it surprised me that she was actually willing to do that scene. Um,
0: Well, interesting enough, that scene was shot with a body double.
1: Oh, wow. I, I, was I just, didn't even notice. Uh, yeah,
0: I, I just saw it online, and then I read about the actress that actually physically p- played the physical role. And then it's, they, they had um, – I can't think of the actress's name that uh, plays Cersei at mm-hmm. the top of my head. But she had – they you know, shot her as well with – she had, like, a, a nude, like, colored – bodysuit, suit. Body suit or something like that on, and then they digitally put her face – Onto the actress that actually physically walked that.
1: What a pain in the ass to do. Yeah, but I mean,
0: but that's the thing though, which you, you, you wouldn't have known. I mean, that's how well it was done.
1: Lena Headley or Heddy. Lena Lena.
0: That's how. I mean, pretty
1: pretty cool though. Yeah. I mean, that's, uh, I guess that's how they got away with it. Now you have
0: zombie of the mountain.
1: Yeah. No kidding. Frankenstein or well, yeah. Frankenstein's monster.
0: So it's interesting what, you know, what they did with in that too because I mean, um you assume doesn't show it, but you can assume Brienne had kills Stannis. Yep, yep, that's um, true. You know, Jon Snows dies. Yeah. Um who else dies in that uh in that episode? Um, I, I had to find it. It's Maren it's horrible. It's horrible but when theon pushes that girl off the wall oh when, yeah. she, when they, i find it funny when she hits though she's like oh
1: <laughs> i'm glad he pushed her over because she Gosh. was a dumb hooker so.
0: <laughs> no, the thing of the thing i guess you know online and people <clears throat> i've seen because I, i've I, not to that I haven't read that far in the books because it's mm-hmm. kind of hinted at in the books and as well as the way um it's set up online you know we see, we've seen already in the series that people that worship the Lord of Light, you know, the Lord of Light chooses who he can bring back. And just, yeah. you know, oh, look at uh, What's-Your-Name just happened to arrive at Castle Black as well, prior to Jon Snow being killed. Uh, Melisandre. Yeah, that's true. So, and then the, the, Kit red, Har- the uh, red lady or whatever. Yeah, Kit Harrington, the actor that plays Jon Snow, had said, you know, I'm not coming back. And then the people were like, oh, he cut his hair because it was in his contract. You know, he had to keep his hair uh the same life for the part, but then it's also that, but that was happened a long time ago because I've seen recent pictures. He has longish hair again. Oh. So I, I have a feeling my gut instinct is that, you know, Melisandre is going to, you know, bring him back. And because she always talked, you know, her destiny was to serve, you know, a king on his whatever quest. So I have a feeling that she was supposed to be helping Jon Snow along or something like that's going to happen. Yeah. That, that's, that's my. My guess for that series. Screw
1: her, man! Everything she touches turns to shit. So, well, don't um, burn your kids. I mean, that's... yeah, no kidding. That was horrible. That scene and the scene with Maren Trant, where his desires are are revealed. Oh, gosh, those yeah. were way worse to me than what happened to Sansa. Like, what happened to Sansa was bad. From like, no matter what. But as far as like me having to watch it goes, I feel like those other two scenes affected me way more because I, I think at some At some point, I kind of got used to Sansa being just treated like shit. So it didn't really surprise me that much. She's had a a horrible time ever since this all started. But yeah, yeah, those other things, I was just like, oh, my God. Or even the way that Maren Trant died was just like, holy shit. It kind of reminded me of in Breaking Bad, if uh, you remember the episode where they do all the – Okay. It, well, it won't be uh it won't be a spoiler, but there's a prison scene where um they kind of do a lot of killings at the same time and it looks about as real as you could possibly get and it it kind of makes you sick. You're just like, "Oh, that's a little too realistic for me." Cuz like most most movies they do it really slow and deliberately because Either they have to do it for an effect or the weapon could really hurt somebody. It's still fake, but it could hurt or something like that. But with Maren Tramp being stabbed, it was like fast and and just gross looking and way too real. So but uh, yeah, those ones affected me a little bit more than than the, the, the controversial virtual scene or even her even Cersei's walk. You know, I was just like. Those to me were a little worse than, than anything, or than the other things. So shame, shame, God. shame. So that's what I did, man. I I I didn't really get into much else. So um, that's all I got for what you playing. So concludes. So concludes. All right, fair enough. Well, let's uh, let's move
0: along. Um also note well we'll just go into the news and I'll mention this. So let's do it. To the news. All right. So let, let's go up uh most notable thing I heard probably this week. Yeah. Uh, boy, Bat- Batman Arkham Knight was uh, broken on the PC. Um and it was kind of across the board, I guess. You know, some people could play it, some people, but most for the most part people had a lot of issues. Uh, i'd say the most was what it was the game was locked capped at 30 frames per second yep and the only way you could get around i mean you could get around that but you had to edit the ini files and who wants to mess with that crap yeah and then just horrible performance the game wasn't optimized high-end pcs ran the game like
1: crap a lot of crashes i watched um the uh jim sterling uh who does the jimquisition uh yep. Uh, videos he played it and uh, he's got a pretty high end rig from what I understand and, and it it would play okay but like if he was in the Batmobile or anything like that it would like you would watch it just freeze momentarily every wow. you know so often and like to the point where it would ruin your enjoyment of the game so it's kind of unbelievable that I mean Rocksteady is a pretty uh, I mean look at Arkham Asylum and um, they did the second one too, right? Arkham City.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, Rocksteady,
1: Rocksteady's done them, done them all except Origins. That was yeah. That was someone else. So they have a pretty solid reputation, and then this comes along, and even well, I.
0: The thing to remember, though, too, and that's what the point is, I think, of this is that Rocksteady didn't handle the PC port. Oh. That was sent out to a a partner studio to actually. Well, there's your problem? Well, there's your problem. See here. And to and that's the thing. And then now, our, now Rock now Rocksteady has set, accepted full responsibility and they're dedicated to fixing this. Um I think one of the first patches actually came out this week. Um mm-hmm. So it's it's kind of interesting with uh with like the Steam refunds and then I even uh like Green Man Gaming was going to offer refunds too if the first patches didn't fix the the game, but
1: Yeah. Um, Well, they were Warner Brothers was even saying, like, you know, feel free to to do steam or steam refund if you feel like you need to. The fact
0: that the game was even pulled from steam, you know, it was stopped being the PC version was that sales were being held on it. So let's see. Top fixes uh, support for frame rate above 30 frames per second fix for low resolution texture bug. Improve overall performance and frame rate hitches, add more options to the graphic menu settings, improve improvements to hard drive streaming and hitches, adjust full screen rendering bug on gaming laptops, improvements to screen memory and VRAM usage, NVIDIA SLI bug fixes, and nailing AMD crossfire, NVIDIA and AMD updated drivers. Um so that's the thing, is it like I had a pretty good conversation going on with uh Robopig and um about this and it's like, you know, uh as a developer, you know, is, is, you know, why would you, are you going to be more have to put more time into a a console version of a game where on PC you have to deal with, you know, your game might just get pirated anyway. And, you know, uh, I don't, I don't want to get into all that, but it's just like, you it's, it's, it's hard to say because this is in that instance, you know, it's really hard to make something that's for PC because you have to account for all these different configurations, all these different drivers, all these different mixtures of hardware. While on a on a, a console, you have you know a PC, a Xbox version and a PlayStation version. That's how you have to set up, and that's why that's why you know um, console games can look so good compared to a PC because they have a set configuration, so the game can be optimized specifically for that configuration that that the console uses. You know,
1: yeah. You know um, that everyone has that same piece of hardware, and it never changes. So it, you, can, it, it, you know what the limitations are.
0: Yeah, and it's frustrating as you know. Yeah, I mean, this if I do play this game, it's going to be on PC, and I don't just I don't want some shit. I don't want just a shitty console port. Not to say the console is shitty, but I'm saying I don't want a shitty port. That's just like yeah. they took the the console version and made it run on my computer. And you, yeah. you can tell and you can tell, like I've read some good posts and you can tell what's a good and bad port specifically like on like how the game like if you have no like menu options it's
1: pretty yeah, much
0: a crappy port.
1: Resolution and V-Sync and that's it then you know that it's bad because they were just like yeah whatever um. Like they talk about, or I know, like Grand Theft Auto Five is one of the one of the better examples of a good PC port. But look how long long it took it. It
0: sucks (laughs) that it had to wait so long. But
1: yeah, well, but you think okay, I'm I'm more I think on the side that you handed it off to this this company who this this third party company who said yeah we'll do the PC port and that was their one job. Okay, so they probably do that and then they fucked it up.
0: It's uh, Iron Galaxy Studios was the uh, the company that made the PC port. Um, yeah. They're a lesser-known developer that's primarily worked on the last-generation consoles and iOS. Um, they worked on Destiny for the PS3, PS Vita version of Borderlands 2, and then helped out on the uh, development of Batman Arkham Origins, which also suffered heavily on the PC at launch.
1: Borderlands 2...
0: But so the thing is, oh, though, they did the
1: Borderlands 2 PlayStation Vita thing too, so and I know, you know that had that that had problems too. And the
0: thing is too, you know, I don't know if you can really blame the devs though, because is it so much that the you know the publishers are saying we need this out at such and such time, and they're not willing to risk delaying it? Say no, this we have to hit this deadline. You know, so I don't know how much you can really fault the devs too, because maybe they're it.
1: That's my look. How bad that? I mean, that's really bad press for them. They're yeah. handling it somewhat well, surprisingly. But, and I, I'd say this is like the best thing that can happen right now because the failure
0: of this is should help change the future of it. But you, I think I would think you're gonna have to see more and more cases where PC ports are gonna get delayed because you know, I'd hate to see releases of all versions get delayed because they're just the PC, but if that's mm-hmm. gonna be if if the proper time and manpower is not dedicated to having a proper launch, you know.
1: Yeah, that's true. I, I I think they should have delayed it and I think that uh this kind of goes along to me with like the the pre-order like all that other stuff where there like a lot of people were talking about don't pre-order. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> they were talking about pre-orders and how um you know the the trend now is if you pre-order here you get this, but if you pre-order there you get this. So you have to really pay attention to what you're pre-ordering. And I just I look at this and I say i'm glad i didn't pre-order this because i would have been so pissed to install this look forward to playing it and then you find out that it doesn't work mm-hmm. and have nothing you can do about it so
0: and yeah, the first time i got sick of pre-ordering pre-orders is when i was playing i think like gears of war 2 and people are running around with golden lancers and i was like what yeah this is stupid because it was like you know gamestop or whatever or exclusive item and things like that so this this uh it's a developing story I mean, it's going to get fixed, and this looks like it directly translates into this other article you have here. What is this? League of Patriots?
1: Supreme League of Patriots. I have no idea what it is. So this developer, let's see. Indie developer No
0: Bull Intentions feels so badly for people who bought Batman Arkham Knight on PC that it's offering to give them the first season of Supreme League of Patriots at no charge. Um. What the hell is Supreme League of Patriots? Um. That doesn't really. T- the article doesn't really say anything. So let's look. Supreme League, I'm googling here. Oh, uh,
1: I found the Steam thing. Don your cape and mask and join the Supreme League of Patriots in this hilarious and irreverent superhero comedy adventure. Uh, so it's a point-and-click so adventure oh, okay. that does take its comedy very seriously, indeed. Oh yeah, yeah. It looks very. Um, Telltale ish, not in the art style, but at least in the like kind of the setups, the backgrounds, the, the interface. Huh. I've never heard of this game. No. Yeah. Well, I think I might know why. <laughs> there might be a reason why. Seventy two percent of the twenty five user reviews for this game are positive. According to Steam. Mm. Um but yeah, they said all you have to do is provide uh proof of purchase of batman and they will uh they will give you a copy of the first season for free by june 30th so Hmm. hey i mean i give you something to do until they patch and fix batman i guess right (laughs) yeah yeah right uh
0: interesting uh star wars drake's
2: fortune
0: yep Ah, I think I, I saw this headline this week too. Um this is from a quote from Nolan North that was saying visceral Star Wars game is in the style of Uncharted. Yes. Um and I also read that it um I read something a similar headline that said it was similar or it would it, it was in the same vein of 1313.
1: Yeah, um, yeah, it's in here as well. That's in that as well. Yeah. Um Along so, the it, same lines as he says. Okay.
0: So in Nolan North, uh, everyone's favorite voice actor, uh, let's see uh, a quote from him in this article. If you're a big fan of Amy Henning and what her style is, she's the develop the development member that left um, to work on Star Wars.
1: Yeah, left Naughty game. Dog to do. Yeah. Uh,
0: and what her style is. The big thing about her is that she's gone to EA and is going to reboot a brand new Star Wars franchise in the style of Uncharted. And I happen to know a lot about it and it's going to be awesome. Uh, it's not Star Wars 1313, 13, he said, responding to a question from the audience about the once demo that long ago canceled Lucasarts third-person shooter. But the unnamed game is along the same lines, which is all we ca- we kind of assumed when when that was all um, announced
1: and revealed. Mm-hmm. So that picture of um, Drake is just That's, that face really goofy. It, like it's it. creepy. <laughs> yeah, it's it, it, it's uncanny valley levels of creepy. Um. I didn't know Visceral Games was working on this because uh, they did uh, some, one of my favorite game properties, Dead Space. Um, so, pretty interesting. I I mean, if it if it turns out anything like that, they have a great like cinematic kind of style to that, and I think uh, that's something that sort like the Force Unleashed sort of touched on, but not in any.
2: Yeah, uh,
0: I think the problem with Star Wars right now is like like the. <sighs> What they're what they've done with the canon and like things like that, and uh, there's some stuff that like particularly that's t- written in this new the one of the books, "Heir to the Jedi."
2: Mm-hmm. It's
0: just r- ridiculous. Like there's like this pop song about Darth
1: Vader. <laughs> okay, what? Hold on. I, uh, yeah, hold on. Is it um, the one that goes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is a pop song in the Star Wars universe? That's crazy.
0: And this is like part of the. The issues that um, I think some people had with it, I can't remember. It was like Vader's. Oh God! I
1: th- well, keep looking at, if you want to keep looking it up. I was going to say I was going to tell you about something I almost put in the news, but um, I uh, didn't yeah, quite think ahead. it was there. But it relates to Star Wars. Um, you, you're talking about like how the cannon is all up in the air. Um, somebody, uh, somebody from IGN was posting pictures about the the Star Wars or the Stormtroopers new up. Op- Outfits and why they kind of upgraded their armor and what the story behind that was, and uh, well, they were kind God,
0: of I, people are pissed off about that. Hello, as look at the, the changes in, the, in our, our United States military in ten years.
1: Yeah, no kidding. I mean, our, you want to be remember. pissed about something?
0: Well, <laughs> an, I don't even know how many years take place between the movies. it's, it's longer than that? Isn't it? It's like twenty five years or something. Yeah. Like
1: that yeah. So, so you would think. Well, and they were their point was that the empire doesn't really exist anymore. And there's this, um, what is it? The first order or whatever. Yeah. Um, and so yep. they kind of, they've kind of, um, I think they explained it as scattered, um, units of Imperial stormtroopers and stuff who've kind of taken up their own banner and, and rose to this first order thing. So you would imagine that there would be a, um, kind of a step up in that time they would want to come out with something they would have the chance to come out with something a little bit new and improved and kind of to fit their new their new um ideology i guess did you find did you find what nah, you were looking I for i gonna find it
0: but i've heard bit talk about it on uh rebel force hey, radio and stuff recently all
1: but, i uh... need to know is that there's a darth vader pop song so i'm i'm sold I need well, this book It's now. along the lines
0: that somebody wrote a song about Darth Vader in the Star Wars universe, and it's just like, come on. That what? is a
1: little silly. I mean, I don't know. I, I guess I would have to know it in context uh, – see what it is in context. Because I could see that if it was like – like nowadays, if somebody wrote a song about the pe- the president, that would be big – I mean, it, depending on if, like, what the view was on the president or whatever, that would be news worthy, right? Like, if it was just disparaging the president and talking yeah. about how horrible he is, or or something like that. So, or reversely, too way too, um, like, into it. <laughs> like, uh, I could see something along those lines of Darth Vader, but you know, if the popular opinion is. Is that he's a horrible bastard? Then that could be problematic for people too. So,
0: oh god! Somehow I stumbled down this YouTube rabbit hole, and I'm looking oh, at no. from Break dot com. Moves like Jabba.
1: God, I'm sorry. Ja- Jabba? How Got how the does moves like Jabba? How does he have moves at all? He's he he. They had to make technology for those. Freaking worms to be able to even move around the grab sleds or whatever.
0: Oh God, I don't know, but I'm closing it out. I'm closing yeah. out. Okay, going. Should we go into the movies and tech TV?
1: Yeah, yeah. Portion of the news? Yeah, sure. Why not?
0: Yeah. <laughs> uh, so it was revealed. Uh, we have a look at the costumes from the set of the new Ghostbusters film. Yes, sir.
1: I can get off the ads. No, they're gonna keep playing. Good lord. So much noise!
0: There, Hayley's. Now I don't have to feel, you know, now I don't have to feel bad about working in advertisements anymore.
1: <laughs> You're responsible for all these damn videos. Um, I
0: would say those are very similar and yet somewhat different looking than what we've we've come to see. Yeah, you know, I'm just gonna comment on the, just that picture. I'm not gonna look at the the video or anything here. Yeah, but you know, looks similar enough. I don't know. I've seen I've seen some people that are like. Like, I think Jess is excited about this because she likes the some of the actresses involved, and you know the fact that it's you know a female cast. Mm-hmm. But then I've seen you know people that are like, this is just a way to try to cash in on the franchise and you know, the complete opposite, the outrage of of everything and you know.
1: I can uh, see it both ways. It's hard for me to be like like I don't even want to say all female reboot of Ghostbusters. It shouldn't matter. Like it would seem weird to me to say all male reboot to you know what i mean it's like who cares it's a reboot of ghostbusters hopefully it's good i don't you know if they have a good reason for turning them all female that's fine if or and if they don't that's fine too it it, it can be whatever it is i do like that they kind of remind me of like the 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 um the wardrobe kind of reminds me of um like older 80s early 90s firefighter outfits a little bit like with the stripes and everything um kind of mixed in with like a military outfit a little bit they're they're a little underwhelming but i think that's probably for the best because um you don't get the the kind of silly um like neon yellow or you know or whatever that uh would probably be just awful so what are those things mm. on the bottom next to their boots i'm trying to figure that out they look like um, books except for they have something on the side do you think that's their
0: oh no they're probably like gauntlets or something you know go on your forearms, and,
1: uh, forearms yeah oh yeah yeah i can kind of yeah you're right because oh uh, okay that, i see no that you're right they...
0: They're either gauntlets or they cover your, or they go over your shins. I
1: bet you that's tape because they don't want the, the, the top, the front to be scratched.
0: Yeah. So there you go.
1: But yeah, I think you're right. They're gauntlets because now I can see that one on the, the left end and it's very clearly rounded. So. Yeah. It's
0: either goes on your forearm or it goes over your shin.
1: Yeah. So.
0: Kinda like a soccer
1: pad or something. It looks know? good to me. I think it's fine. They got, they got a good, uh, kind of realistic enough look that it's not outside the realm of possibility, I suppose. Right. Right.
0: So I don't know. But
1: they're women, so I hate it.
0: Uh, God, yes. <laughs> uh,
1: uh moving
0: on with movies. Guardians of the Galaxy Two has an official title.
1: Um it's the most underwhelming title ever.
0: Guardians of the Galaxy, volume two. Yeah.
1: I feel like I knew that already. Uh, so, six
0: kind of captures the whole music theme, you know. Uh, yeah. What was what was the 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 the, 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 the mixtape? What was awesome, it called? Awesome, awesome mix volume volume
1: one. Volume yeah. One that so he, you know, calls
0: that. I heard you know now the the focus on this movie. It's going to be more emotional than the first one, and this one's going to deal with fathers.
1: Oh God! Well, I better not watch it then. Um, I f- I just find it amazing the way that they figured out. A little bit before he um, announced the name, how he how some of these people figured out how many characters were in the the, the end of the name, because they took the font that had because there was a picture on his on um, James Gunn's uh, Instagram or or something or um, Twitter account, and he had cut off the script like the front of the script so that you could see Guardians of the Galaxy and that was it. Well, people. Took that same font and uh, formatted it because the the front of the the um, like the cover page of the script is usually format formatted the same way. Um, so they formatted it that way and then filled in how many how many characters they would need to get that spacing. So they knew <laughs> that it it was um, six characters or letters. So space being a, a character as well, um, they were able to figure it out sort of still, I still think that it's, uh, a little underwhelming though. like, I, I get it. Like I understand the, the, the volume two and everything, but I don't know. I should, it should have been like, uh, re- somebody's revenge or, or you know, something <laughs> like that.
0: Yars revenge.
1: Yars revenge. Yeah, exactly.
0: Speaking of ant man, I'm, gosh i might see end up seeing that before i see freaking avengers 2 at this that's, rate just watch them
1: both in the same day
0: <laughs> well i'm probably gonna go see avengers i might as well wait now at this point and see it at the cheap theater you know i've that's waited this true. long
1: that's um, true you can have a ruin for you anywhere you go so it doesn't really matter
0: speaking of all these superhero stuff there was like olivia munn had posted on her instagram actually just yesterday of her with doing some sword training so uh She's sitting there spinning the katana around, so it definitely looks like she's getting ready for the role of uh,
1: Psylocke Psylocke. in this new
0: uh, X-Men film. I wonder if
1: she's going to wear that ridiculous bathing suit that she wears, or at least that's what it looks like from the 90s.
0: And our last piece of news, Suicide Squad Therapy. Yeah. So they have a, it's written here from IMDB that they have an onset therapist for the cast because the movie is so dark and twisted. Yep. Just, they need some healing. It's true. Hmm. Well, I guess you know after what we. I mean, I can only assume what you know. Going so far into a dark role, what it had done to uh, Heath Ledger. I'm assuming that's to help. You know. Yeah, that's this true. Sort, sort of
1: type of thing. Or? That's true. Well, um, this is the same direct David. David Ayer Ayer is the same guy who directed Fury, and I think I talked about. Um, did I talk about how? Um they had to fist fight on set the I actors. I think so. Oh, okay, yeah. So I watched um I watched a video on uh on YouTube, I think it was from Jimmy Kimmel, probably mm-hmm. and uh he was talking to um the guy from The Walking Dead who played Shane, mm-hmm. uh who I really need to learn his effing name. Uh Michael Pena. John Bernthal, that's what it is. John Michael Bernthal. Pena. <laughs> Michael Pena. Um and uh he was he was telling stories about how they would like they would all they would have to fistfight just to kind of get into that like roughhousing brotherly um kind of pissed off about the world cuz they're in war type mood and how like when they had to fight brad pitt they would kind of hold back a little bit because brad pitt was kind of like the the dad of the whole or the bigger brother of of the whole shoot so w- knowing that i i guess i'm not surprised because i'm sure that david a- ayer, ayer is um really pushing for them to to delve into those roles and they're all mm-hmm. i mean they're all bad guys basically so so yeah, I think I think you're probably spot on with the idea that like with Jared Leto playing the Joker or Leto and uh having to kind of just that alone knowing the act you have to follow would be nerve-wracking. I would assume that you would have to put that part of you away that keeps saying how am I doing? How 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 is this going to how is this going to go up against, you know, Heath Ledger's Joker? You, you just have r- to push r- that away right. and say, it doesn't matter. I'm just going to do the best I can. Right. And people will hate it. People will like it. And it's just like anything else. So.
2: Hmm.
1: So, yeah, that's true. So, yeah. onset right. Therapy.
0: Onset therapy. Well, that concludes
1: the news for today's
0: segment. I did want to add that, uh, yes, Star Wars Battlefront apparently is, uh,
1: you son of a bitch
0: alpha um signups and invites were going out last week and it, it seems kind of like pretty random how you get selected because i've i don't i do not know if it's a review i don't know if it's you're supposed to I, I tried to find their their agreement and i don't know if i if it's been sent out or whatever yet so i don't know what is what is and what isn't breaking that so that's all we'll say on that. But I, I do know people that have gotten in. and I know people that haven't gotten in, and it just seems like fifty fifty whether that works. So you
1: you made a Facebook post at about what ten a.m. or something that day eleven.
0: Yeah, that when they were open, and then and
1: by the time I got home at like six, it, I couldn't even it wouldn't even let me fill out the form. Oh wow! <laughs> yeah, I, I was like, try, what the? You, F-
0: you should try that right now because I was just on that site and I thought it, it was letting me do it.
1: Yeah, it could be that just so many people were pounding the
0: yeah. The, I mean, you uh, might as well try it. I mean, it's freaking Star Wars, so
1: <laughs> I'll try uh, it now I'll, I'll update you whether or not it worked after the the wonderful OC remix. That we uh, had there we go. So yeah, here. the
0: Star Wars will have a pre, will have a closed alpha starting on Thursday this week, ending on Monday. So pretty much just over the Fourth of July weekend. So there you have it. That's our news, and now it's time for an overclocked remix. Uh, I did want to go in with like this the Middle East theme of the movie yes somewhat i wanted, I was hoping <laughs> to get like something from like desert strike but that was not even an option so i went for the next best thing banjo kazooie <laughs>
2: <laughs> makes uh, sense
0: uh, our remix is a walla, walla, walla Wallachian, Wallachian, prince uh, Our remixer is oa maybe wah uh, uh. again from the game Banjo-Kazooie, which was released in 1998 on the Nintendo 64. You might know the studio that made that rare, maybe.
1: They made a a couple things.
0: Just a couple cool games. Um, This is a remix of Tootie's theme from the game. And as always, this remix is from Overclocked Remix, ocremix.org. So if you like this one and thought, hey, maybe I want to check out some more of that stuff, go over there and maybe somehow tell people there that we sent you and that'd be cool. I don't know why. I don't know why. Um but there it is. So let's play this remix and we'll uh we'll be back with Netflixation.
1: All right, so I told you I would tell you whether or not it worked and uh, for the Star Wars thing, and it did not work. I got the exact same screen, so uh, they must hate me. Um, I don't know. I don't know. That's I did something to displease them, and they will not let me sign up. So, mm. But... Uh, I will tell you I was allowed to watch the Netflixation for this week. Uh, that movie was called In the Loop, the British political comedy that Netflix described as this. When two countries decide to invade the Middle East, skeptical, skeptical American and British operatives do their best to stop the runaway train to war. I don't know why they said operatives. That's a really like weird word to explain political uh, – people like people in the political field as opposed to like when I hear operatives, I think like spies you think or, like something? Special forces or, or something forces or special forces or yeah. Mm. So that clearly it was not the case. If you watched the movie um, now, here's, here's the thing. Here's the thing. Unfortunately, I, I watched the movie. I did pay attention to it as much as I could. You probably won't think so after I tell you this, but for some reason with this film, it was very difficult for me. I knew what was going on from a story standpoint, but the whens, wheres, and whos, and like what job titles meant things was lost on me because I'm not a very mm. political person. So I didn't do a five-sentence synopsis this time. I just took the one that was on IMD that was actually written by the production company. Okay. Um, so I'll, I'll just skim through this a little bit. I, I won't read it verbatim, but um, basically – what happens is uh, the U.S. president and the U.K. prime minister want to have a war. But not everyone agrees that war is a good thing. Um, so there's a couple characters in this. Um, there's a general called General Miller um, who doesn't want a war. The British Secretary of State for International Development, which might possibly be the longest title in the world for a job. Um, and uh, But what happens is this character, uh, he... If you uh, listen to the trailer, he basically talks himself into a corner as far as uh, he gets asked a question that he wasn't um, planning on responding to uh, or getting. And um, he kind of takes a stance on the issue without, without meaning to and so this sends everybody into a spiral they're trying to figure out how they're going to save it and it keeps going back and forth as to whether or not they're for or against the war and uh mm-hmm. they take a couple trips to the US and um eventually they um they just kind of end up uh it just kind of resolves itself in a in a in a way that uh kind of surprised me actually but I'll talk about mo- more about that later i know that's kind of a crappy Um, synopsis, but there's a lot that happens in this film. There's quite a few characters that all share the same amount of screen time, I feel like, and um, a lot of people or a lot of characters um, (sighs) they, they kind of I feel like they change sides or they have a different agenda from one scene to the next. I don't know. It's hard to explain. Uh, so if you did watch it, um, you probably will know what I'm talking about. Or you're probably saying, I didn't have a problem with it at all, it at all and you're just stupid, Lucas. So that's <laughs> also possible. But um, let's talk about what I liked and what I didn't like. Um, well, well, before you preface that, let me yeah. just say
0: I couldn't watch this. I oh, gave really? it 15
1: minutes, and
0: I just like, nope. I just could not get into it. Okay. I don't know if it like typically I, I I like British humor and stuff like that, but I don't know mm-hmm. if it was just like I was waiting for it to kind of get a little more f- like funnier at the beginning. I don't know. I was like, it's like it's to me. I was like, it's trying to be serious. Are you that? Or I was like, I I, I couldn't handle Peter Capaldi dropping an F bomb every two seconds.
1: Yes, yes. Which, we'll talk which about I see that You too. mentioned it,
0: but I was just like, I know. I at first at first I was ready to be done like at eight minutes in, and I was like, no, let me give it a, fir- more, a little more a further shake. I waited to like fifteen, sixteen, seventeen minutes. I was like, "Nope, I can't, I can't do it." And, so, and usually, I always watch a film, but I just could not get into this. I just, I couldn't. Yes, I couldn't do it.
1: I, I can understand why you would have that that perspective. I I was okay with it. Well, let's let's talk about what I liked, and what I didn't like. Um, from story wise, the characters did a very good job, or the actors who are portraying these characters are very natural. Um, it's a very office like The Office um, type of delivery and um, directing style. Um, the characters almost feel like they might be ad- ad-libbing some of it uh, or kind of doing it off the cuff. But mm-hmm. no matter what, it, it feels kind of um, – it just feels natural. That's the best way I can explain it, which I, I appreciate. It's always good if if it doesn't feel overacted or – melodramatic or anything like that Um, right the awkward british humor does come through sometimes it's no like it isn't the office per se u.s or british um it's it's kind of that toned down and and shoved into a a political um casing if you will like i feel like if i was really interested in political stuff and knew like more about it it would probably be funnier to me yeah. but um there were parts that i i mean i thought were funny and i i legitimately laughed at so uh, i will say that a lot of that came probably after the first 30 minutes the first 30 minutes were were difficult because i think they were setting up this this um this whole plot thing really quickly so, like, it was hard to make out what the hell was going on. So, um, you're trying to figure that out, and it's really kind of difficult to understand because everyone's talking really quickly and all this other stuff. Um, this character, Malcolm Tucker, I do believe. I, 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 I do agree with you on that. Um, but he definitely, I, I can see a lot of people thinking that he was probably the best part of the the movie. Um, he's the character that has all the swear words and just talks <laughs> like a filthy sailor uh, talking about like, I'm going to I'm going to punch you until you pass out or some some crap like that. Like, it doesn't sound funny when I say it, but when he's pissed at people and just randomly or uh, like lick my sweaty balls to some some guy who some American who's like, hey, lay off the swearing. And he's like, why don't you lick my sweaty balls or something weird like that? It like that i can see a lot of people thinking is is funny it's kind of like that crude humor that uh that uh, some people really like and um along with that the the linton character the the american um i don't know what the hell he does but uh he was one of the american guys and he was he was kind of like the main supporter of going to war and uh gosh that dude was like the right. most assholiest guy I've ever seen. He portrayed (laughs) him so well that it made me kind of uncomfortable because I've like, I've seen people treated that way, or I've seen like, I've heard of people treated that way. And like, he does this to like a T just the way that he like, there'll be, um, these characters who are kind of vying for his attention because they're, they're low on the totem pole and he'll be trying to talk to this character will be trying to talk to that, to Mr. Linton or whatever. Mm -hmm. And, uh, he has a way of deflecting people that is just so assholy that you're just like, I'm, I'm left still yammering and looking like an idiot while you just clearly deflected everything that I'm saying. And why am I still talking? Oh dear God, I'm going to go in the bathroom and kill myself. You know what I mean? So, uh, that, that was really enjoyable. It wasn't particularly hilarious or anything, but it was just nice. It was just really well portrayed. Um, out of this entire movie, the one thing that I think I enjoyed the most and the, th- the one thing that I think I took away from this film, and I don't know if they intended this as much as, as it turned out this way, I would hope so, um, is the Simon Foster. He's kind of the, the, the main character, even though, like I said, they all kind of share screen time. Um, he's the, the one with the extremely long British Secretary of State for International Development, that guy. His character arc is really interesting to me because he kind of starts out all gung ho about about um, about politics and and his stance on things, and only, just through this the the shit that he has to deal with in this movie, going back and forth and not being able to say the things that he wants without somebody coming and reaming him about it, um, and just his kind of like um, dis, disenfranchisement of politics in general he ends up
2: mm-hmm.
1: like he he decides he's going to if if they declare war he decides that he's going to resign and they made it so he can't even resign if he wants to he ends up getting fired so he can't even make a political statement by quitting his job so he re- i mean he realizes just how like controlled he is and uh he basically goes back and does like when he's not when he wasn't enjoying that 15 minutes of fame or like 15 minutes of spotlight um, where he was invited into these these um, meetings and everything, he goes back and deals with things like um, there's a government wall that was put up to, to sanction off a residential zone. To a commercial zone or something like that or in, an industrial zone and this wall is like falling in, in, in um, disrepair and he has to deal with shit like that apparently or backed up sewer pipes and stuff like that so he goes back to doing that because he can't quit to make a statement so he might as well just keep his job um, or at least that's what I think that what I think happens because he goes back to his shitty office in Nowheresville. So I think out of anything that was like my takeaway from this film was just his, his, um, whole experience in the real, like the big, the, the being a big fish in a small pond or a small fish in a big pond or whatever the, whatever okay. the hell it is. So yeah, uh, it, it really takes a long time to get there for that. But, uh, it was a, it was a pretty nice payoff for something that seemed kind of all over the place. um, it's filmed in the documentary style. Uh it's very office-like in that it does like those those um zoom-ins and and it's handheld and makes it feel like it's really occurring in front of you or whatever. So it was done well from from that standpoint. That's if that's what they were going for. Mm-hmm. Um, <clears throat> let's talk about what I disliked. Like I said, hard to follow. Um not only because I just don't know politics very well and uh, I especially don't know British politics. Um they talk so quickly and uh, some of the accents are really hard to understand that I felt like I should have been watching it with the subtitles turned on because <laughs> it took like my mind lagged behind what everything was being said because uh, I took like an extra second to understand what the words were. So, um, I think it, I think that in conjunction with just the all over the place nature of the story made it really hard to follow for me. Um, not a lot really happens in the movie. It's a it's a movie. It's one of those movies where people go and talk to other people, and nothing really happens. It's just a bunch of people talking to each other. Um, so if you're expecting some kind of like, especially if you read uh, the description and saw operatives, there's no like, there's no secret uh, missions or anything like that. It's just it's just plainly a political. Um, people talking to people type of thing. So I'm not. I'm not saying that. Uh, that I, I. I'm not really giving it a um, a negative for that. It's just that can be boring. And uh, for me, that was probably the one thing that, that made it. Cause I mean, I know not a lot's going to happen. I'm not trying to say that they should have like put in a car chase scene or anything, but yeah. there's, there's a way that you can, you can film things to give it a little bit more suspense and stuff like that. And I just feel like this was more of a thing that was occurring in front of me. Um, and again, like you said, the cursing after a while, like, yeah, it's, it's not the most hilarious thing in the world, but Um, and you kind of get a you get to see like okay that's just who this guy is he just he's an asshole about everything it just kind of becomes you get used to it you're just you're desensitized to it at some point and you're just like I'm just watching a movie that says Hmm. swear words every five seconds so and it really it mostly is that character and one other one but um, it does wear off after a while and um, lastly from the technical standpoint It's filmed in the documentary style. Now you're probably saying, what? You just said that you liked that. Well, I thought they did a good job with it, but I'm not really a fan of – I find it sometimes to be more intrusive as a viewer. It's kind of like when you watch something like found footage movies a little bit. It can serve the story well, or it can be a distraction. And for me, sometimes it was kind of a distraction because I found the way that it was edited together – to be, it looks like it's one camera, but sometimes they would edit different shots that were very similar. So I don't know. I just, I wasn't a huge fan of it in this. And, um, I can see why they did it for this because it kind of goes along with the energy that is brought through the performances. But it wasn't exactly my, my, it's not my favorite style anyway. So, um, I found it to be slightly just distracting in this movie. Um. But overall, of course, we have to ask was it entertaining? And I would say for somebody who doesn't really necessarily enjoy political movies or or politically based um stories, I thought it was all right. It was entertaining enough for me to to watch all of it. I I can't, the same can't be said for you, Jason, but that's okay. Nope. That's No, it that, cannot be. We don't all have to like the same things. It's okay. So um uh Netflix's guess for me was a 4. Pretty lofty, I thought, considering I don't think I've really watched many um British political comedies, <laughs> but uh so I don't know where they got that from but uh um what did it what did it what what did it have for you? I don't remember what you um, said you had said last week
0: well I had Netflix open, but i oh my it. god um it has A four as well.
1: Oh, wow. Yeah, so um, that's kind of surprising then too as well. So, um, well, I'll tell you what. My star rating, I thought it was okay. Um, I didn't hate it. Uh, it did make me laugh a few times, and I can appreciate that. So I'm going to go with a solid 3.5. I thought it was better than some of the stuff that I've watched on Netflix, but um, not necessarily my cup of tea but well-made so worth watching if you, if you are into, if you heard the description and that struck your fancy. So um, what about you, Jason? What did you, well, I mean, I guess you can't really give it a rating cause you didn't watch the whole thing. <laughs> I think the fact that you didn't watch all of it just speaks for itself. Yeah. I mean, I, yeah, exactly. So, I mean, for you, obviously you couldn't, I guess it would be best to say that you couldn't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. I guess so. We'll go yeah. with that. I mean, if you want to give it a rating, you can give it a rating. That's fine too. Uh, Negative. Okay. Okay. Well, um, to to kind of lighten the mood a little bit, um, and also because I don't really get the opportunity to to add these um, types of of films because they're usually produced by companies that don't seem to release their stuff on um, Netflix all that often, I went with a movie that is an animated family feature um, called. The Box
2: Trolls. In the town of Cheesebridge, when all good citizens are safe inside, beastly creatures roam the night. Box Trolls! Box Trolls are monsters! At least, that's what everyone's been told. (laughs) Welcome to the magical world of the Box Trolls, where one lucky boy lives happily. With his unusual family. <laughs> they transform treasures Ooh. into incredible inventions. <laughs> Careful never to be seen Who's there? by human eyes. <gasps> I want every box troll gone. Let's go! I'm a box troll. Then let's see you fit in your box. Mm-hmm. Please help us. You need to look like a proper boy. Is it yes. Yeah, yes. No. <laughs> when you meet someone, you must look them in the eye and shake hands. What are you doing? Box troll, come out, come out. No more hiding, right? Right. I will destroy every last box troll in this town! (laughs) (laughs) Stand up for yourselves, don't be afraid anymore! (laughs) This way! (laughs) (laughs) Pleasure to meet you! Pleasure to meet you! Seen one do that before? The box trolls off with the box. <laughs> so yes,
1: the box trolls. Uh, Netflix describes it as this: when a cruel exterminator tries to destroy the band of impish creatures that adopted young orphan eggs. Weird. That's his name, apparently, or her. Um, he. Oh yeah, he. So, him. He and a bold, rich girl come to the rescue you're a rich girl um so you may know isaac hempstead wright who is um what's his name from game of thrones bran bran brandon uh he was also in a movie called the awakening and closed circuit as well uh ben kingsley of course from uh iron man 3 ender's game shutter island just the mo- some of the more recent things Jared Harris, who uh, – he played the bad guy in Sherlock Holmes 2. He was also in Lincoln. Um, you probably know him if you saw him. And if you watch this – well, no, you won't see him because it's animated. <laughs> You'll hear him though. And uh, di- now here's something interesting. Directed by Graham A- Annable – or Enable Annable? I don't know. But uh, I do know that he was um, – I don't think he directed, but I think he was – an animator or an assistant animator, or second animator to um, movies like Paranorman, Caroline. And interestingly, um, he did Sam and Max, the video games the from Telltale um, bone and uh, outlaws curse of monkey Island full throttle and the dig. Oh man. So he's got some pretty freaking that's a pretty good resume uh, bone. You could probably take out of there, but um, the rest that's, that's pretty serious, man. He's been around for a while then um and also uh so this is co- co-directed by uh Anthony Stacchi or St- St- yeah Stacchi I guess um who also kind of the same I don't think he directed but he, but he helped with the visual effects of ants uh and flux the animated uh episodes on MTV and uh James and the giant peach so uh that's quite a couple of guys with pretty good pedigrees for for uh making a movie like this so i expect good things good things uh for this movie so it better not let me down netflix's guess for me is a four um so once again lofty goals but uh perhaps one day we will reach that star
0: i think yeah, i can't see how to clear out my review on this new version of netflix uh, updated I the know. interface i don't yes, see yes they did it.
1: Yes, I don't
0: see where that as is. as you
1: said, you have already seen this, so you have the week off. Yeah, that oh, well. means your review better be very. I'm sure it, and- <laughs> it was a guess
0: for me as a four of, or four of a five. And also of note, um, I'm going to add to your. You may know, uh, you might remember from it the director of uh, *Submarine*, uh, Richard Iade is plays a voice in this movie
1: as well oh interesting wow i did mr mr maurice moss
0: himself in the it crowd
1: yes i did not know that very very uh a, an eclectic collection of um of uh people coming together that's what i like about these it seems like a lot of people are just willing to do like stuff for animated movies um they seem to be very like I mean, from getting them made, obviously, is difficult and takes a long time. But as far as like lending your um, your talent, as far as voice acting or something like that, seems very um, people are very open to that. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, Netflix's guess for me is a four, and uh, I mean, I guess we'll see. We'll see how it how it turns out. I don't think I've rated anything five yet, so this could be the one. Yeah,
2: I don't uh, think
0: this so could either. Could be the so one. This could be it.
1: Now, tell me about this. Burgeoning community grabbacks that we have. Stupid because... shit like
0: that. God, I hate you so much already.
1: <laughs> burgeoning? That, that's a that's a legitimate way to 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 explain burgeoning? it. Yeah, you're dumb. You're drunk. Go home. I'm not drunk. I'm I'm burgeon. Begin <laughs> to grow or anyway, increase rapidly. Flourish. Yes. We, have oh, okay. we have questions. and
0: Comments to read. hush quiet you. We have questions, comments. Starting off with the uh, paulo at mighty underscore paulo on the twitter using the ever popular hashtag #sflux. lucas i'm from the future i don't feel like you talked enough about your week in this episode give us more
1: ha uh see he wants to know more uh i bet that wasn't sarcastic at all
0: <laughs> I, I clearly didn't want to know more last week no you didn't he made a comment to me and, and he said that jason your your clear annoyance was a was a sharp contrast with Lucas Lucas's uh uh I don't know what, what he actually used but the sharp contrast between your opinions made it very, very comical
1: oh god uh, I'm glad that we could provide that for you uh
0: yes 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 well
1: you know what if you want to know more you you can just um you can hit me up on twitter and uh I will you'll, explain you'll the rest. next month I'll explain the rest of my week in 250 characters or whatever.
0: Yeah, right. We know that's not going to happen. Yeah, right.
1: uh, Nathan, at Sith Nightmare,
0: it's, I I had to give context, I had asked, uh, I had refaced something at the end of the statement I had concluded with, I know you have it in you. Which is why he has the. is it, it's in me? Ah, get it out, get it out, get it out. Anyway, would you like to read this next part, or would you like me to do the voice?
2: Yes. <laughs> How few you Seriously, good day.
1: <laughs> that's that pretty. That's pretty good. It's been a while since I've <laughs> actually. <laughs> Mine's you do, a little bit more do, Miss Piggy.
0: You can do like the you know the effervescent you know bubbly Yoda, but can you do?
1: Oh, like the, the shit just got real.
0: Yeah, shit just got real. Too old to begin the training, Yoda.
1: Um. Oh, you will be. You will be. That's the. <laughs> that's the line that I always say. No, because it always comes out like the, the, the outtake that uh, what's-his-name had. Yeah, that's one of those voices where you're, it's kind of like Christopher Walken, where you try to do his low serious grumbly voice and you're just like, and that's why I don't do impersonations.
0: <laughs> hey, right, speaking of like Star Wars voices, um, Sam Witwer does the voice of the Emperor in the uh, the season premiere of, uh, for Rebels Season 2. He does a phenomenal job. That's it, Kind of cool how he's done Darth Maul and the Clone Wars, and now he's doing mm-hmm. Palpatine. Well, I should say, uh, well, I guess, you know, Emperor Palpatine, but then he talks about how his, his inspiration was like he's, he's channeling more of, like, uh, Return of the Jedi Palpatine. Yeah. So you get the, you are wrong about
2: the great many things. Yeah. <laughs> no.
1: Excellent. That's what I want. I want that to – he also basically became a character because his face was the um, – Was basically the guy from Star Wars: Force Unleashed. Yeah, he did that too. What I don't
0: speaking of Palpatine, the whole thing too is like you know some people have issues with you know they went through and through the special editions and they replaced the holograms. Yeah, they replaced the hologram with actual with uh, Ian uh, McDermott, not Ian McDermott, Ian what's his McKellen? isn't it? I think that's right, Ian McKellen, I think. But
1: just the fact that have you seen? uh, let me look. Have you quick. seen? It is, he, it it is, is McDermott. Ian
0: McDermott. Okay. Okay. I was thinking like that sounded like another actor. That's why I, I hesitate to throw myself off. But have you seen what the original like like the Emperor looked like? I mean, he had the chimpanzee eyes. Yeah, it just he looks fucked up. And, he looked and, like and, a lump and, of clay. And he looks, he sounds and looks nothing like in between the two movies. So.
1: That is true. I, I just, think that, that was one of the things that I am glad they did. Because yeah. I actually never seen originally the other way. Or at least I don't remember oh, seeing okay. it the other way. So, yeah, he looked oh, no. all
0: fucked up. <laughs> back, back to actually answer Nathan's question. You're aware of me. Uh, is it a good day? How do I feel? I am a little overwhelmed, but most of all, it's a good day. You know, I'm looking forward to a pretty, really easy day at work tomorrow. Uh, Lucas and I are getting together for a little uh, production meeting, and then, uh, yeah. yeah, Wednesday I don't have to work, so you know, good time. So, how about you?
1: Me? Uh, yeah, I mean, today was kind of the first day I got to relax. I had to wake up and. Um return the gear, but, uh, that only took about a half hour. So yeah, I'm pretty much, um, just kind of enjoying a little time off before the holiday weekend hits. And yeah, I mean, this is kind of our July 4th episode, isn't it? Uh, when is it? July 4th is, uh, Saturday.
0: Yeah. So. Freedom
1: America. Freedom!
0: Um, as usual, whenever I put out the call, uh, on Twitter for the questions, uh, the noise comes back threefold with like 18 questions. So I, I, I rather than doing the <laughs> the, the noise uh, the noise lightning round, I parse down. Um, <laughs> to I, originally I only had two, but the last one I had to include. So first off, uh, where do you guys stand on Super Mario Maker? Uh, slightly
1: to the left <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry that would be the way
0: paulo would answer that <laughs> you and your dad jokes um i initially wasn't too big on it because here's the thing anytime a game has had any type of like level editor or something mm-hmm. like that i never touch it like i think back to battle block theater for example i never touched like the the editor in that or in super smash brothers i've never made my own level in smash brothers yet
2: mm-hmm.
0: um and on Mario Maker, I was pretty ho hum on it until the World Championships, and I watched that. I was like, "Oh, this is awesome!" So I, I do, I do plan on picking it up now. I want to play it. I don't know how much I will actually make levels, but I, I, am, I am interested in trying to uh, complete deceivingly hard creations that other people have put out there
1: yeah i kind of i kind of look at it along the same kind of lines as um the the playstation game that had Sackboy boy in it little uh, big planet. little big planet yeah um i think there's a very specific audience for this kind of like that speedrunner um mario type type audience mm-hmm. where um i agree like you said they'll make really challenging levels for people and uh i think there'll be some very talented level Creators and I think there'll be some very talented uh, uh, speed runners. So, I mean, I think it's great. I, what more can you say? And I, I really thought it was interesting that you can switch between um, kind of the graphical uh, elements of Super Mario Bros. three or Super Mario Brothers World uh, on the SNES. So that's kind of cool that you can you can kind of change what whatever the feel you want your level to be kind of on the fly from from what it looked like anyway from the trailer so uh i mean i don't have a wii u but i think it would be fun to to try so
0: there you go uh next question from if you can this is like a really sweet question so that's why i picked it um if you can travel back in time to one specific day stay 24 hours and not alter the future in any way what would you go to oh man See, I don't know, I can't, I haven't decided, I don't know when the specific day would be yet, but I think it'd be really cool to go to Boston and um, revolutionary, revolutionary War era. Like, probably not quite when we declared war, but just to sit in and like when the Founding Fathers were, I don't know, just experience what the culture was like at that time when you had the colonists and we're sick of British rule and the you know the talk of rebellion and things like that. I think I don't know. I've never been like like Jess had a t- we, Jess and I were talking the other day, because like, 'cause we're talking about wasn't it about the was it when we were talking about the village or we were talking about something you know, like if you ever mm-hmm. could live oh, it's like if you ever, if we ever could live in a different time period, like when would you want to live? And I was like I don't know, because I, I was like, I don't know if I'd ever like I, I use technology so much in my everyday life. And just <laughs> how for, could you survive? Not just for like, but for work and for personal use. It's like, I don't know when, where I would go back to. Cause it's like, if I, if I thought about like the skills I have now, like, and that's what I'd have to take back with me. Kind of like a, a question we had asked, like Paula had asked us before, like I wouldn't thrive in like a, you know, I, I don't know how to make any, like I can make beer, but I don't know. I know I can't like, I'm not a craftsman you know, things like that. Yeah. So I, I didn't really, I didn't have an answer at that day, but I think it would really cool to go back to like the Revolutionary war era and just, you know, witness some of that
1: witness history. Yeah. Nice.
0: Um, Ooh, go, go to, uh, go to Texas and see the JFK assassination and oh. see, see where that shot actually came from.
1: You don't need to, you can just play that oh, game. Play that game. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I'm about to I'm about to bring things down to a really serious note here. Uh is the first thing that popped in my head. If you don't know me or if you don't know this about me, you don't know me very well. Oh, um, I know where you're going with this already, I think. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you do. Um my dad passed away when I was 12 or 13 very unexpectedly and uh I would probably go to the day before that happened and um knowing what I know now, obviously um and probably just do things a little bit differently. I was kind of a little shit when I was younger, so um kind of took a lot for granted that I probably wouldn't now. So, I would probably go back to that day. The reason why I picked the day before is cuz I don't really want to relive the rest of like the day after obviously or anything like that, but um just to be able to kind of have a a more um complete goodbye as opposed to just kind of that open ended, you know, unexpected um, occurrence, so to speak. So, that's definitely. I I definitely would. That's what I would do. Them feels, yo. I know, right? Man, get back in there, tear. Who's cutting the onions in here? I know, right? I <sighs> oh, just so tired. You know, got these contacts make my eyes dry. Gotta <laughs> wet, wet them back down.
0: Uh, and the last question, because it it, it brings none other than uh, Mr. Denny Loose into the fold. What beer yes. will Loose Screw be drinking when he listens to this podcast that's not even recorded yet? Hmm, I am going with the Loose Cannon Bourbon Barrel Aged Dry Hopped Edition. Interesting. It, uh, Interesting. I don't, it doesn't even exist. That's the that's the tricky part.
1: Oh, I see. I'm going to go with um, the beer that his parallel self in another Earth brewed and then brought to him via the building that he calls Brew 42 because it comes from Earth number 42.
0: Ah, very mm-hmm. good. I see what you did there. Yeah, see you that's a
2: callback.
0: <laughs> Nicely done. That that is a callback. That is a narrative uh, uh device that <laughs> device that drives the plot forward.
1: That's right. Hmm. I can't only he and his alternate self know just exactly what the classification of that beer would be.
0: Well, very good. Very well indeed. Yes. 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 Roderick ah. Well, that <laughs> that is going to bring an end to the episode for The Grab Bag is Complete. We've got your news, we've got your Netflix station, we've done your remix, and I addressed to you my job implications. I don't have a, a cliffhanger to leave you on this week, so... I will not oh. do that, so uh, apologies for those that might have been upset with waiting. Sorry, but it was it was fun for me.
1: It resolved. <laughs> you, you, I mean, you know, it, it did its thing, and uh, we resolved it. We answered it. How horrible would it have been if you, like, somehow forgot that you did that and then just never, <laughs> never. ever talked about it? Yeah.
0: <laughs> I thought about posting on Facebook, like, t- on Wednesday and just be like, I'm unemployed. And then on uh. Thursday being like, I'm employed again. <laughs> But nice. I don't want to deal – I'm nice. not good at it. That's just like, oh, pay attention to me. That's like asking for attention. So no thank you. So yes, that is going to bring episode 70 of this here Flex to Bose podcast to an end. Mm-hmm. Uh, thank you so much for joining us, listening, continue to listen, and maybe sharing that uh, – expressing the will to listen onto others. If you yes. have a free moment, we would love a iTunes or Stitcher review from you. Um, I have been meaning to do that from other shows I listen to and I maybe that's what I'll do this Wednesday I will make an effort to review my fellow podcasts there so, you go until that next time we, you hear our our delightful voices in your ears we will sign off on this episode I'm Jason he is Lucas and we will see you next time
1: light off a firework for me woohoo independence America
2: yeah. America Oh